Guys, oh, welcome back to the Arsenio Buck Show, man. I am your host, the sexy man, the only man, the chocolate man. You want to name it, you can comment whatever you want, man. I'm bringing to you today some Stephen Covey. We are back. That's right, baby. Episode number 10, season four. We got to be open. You know what? If you're going into the new... Man, what the hell is going on over here? Anyway, I was... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I got a message. I'm awesome. Anyways, guys... We need to go on in 2019 with the more open mindset. Are you one of those people who are closed and you're not open and willing to listen to other opinions that might be better than yours or might be better than your original thought about something? Here, you know what? Better yet, let me give you an excerpt right out of Stephen Covey's book. You've probably been around people you consider closed-minded or arrogant. People who don't really listen to you because they think there's nothing you could say they don't really know. People who refuse to consider new ways of looking at things because they are convinced that theirs is the only accurate way of thinking. People who will stare the truth in the face and reject it because they're not willing to accept the possibility that there is some reality, some principle out there that they weren't even aware of. How does that ego-invested attitude affect your ability to relate to these people? How does it affect your perception of their credibility? How does it affect your willingness to extend trust? Now, guys, of course, I got that excerpt on there, but I know at that specific moment you were saying to yourself, "Mm -hmm. God damn, yep, Mm -hmm. it's him. Mm -hmm. Yep, my brother, my sister, my colleague, well, whoever and whoever it may be, you know someone that fits that profile, huh? Yeah. And you know what? That's when I go into my job mayhem because I can relate to this so much. You know, when someone came to me originally, of course, it was my ex-boss. She came to me and she said, hey, can you develop a conversation course for us? We had a conversation course here before, but all these old teachers, (laughs) they want to, and no offense to old people out there. I'm just talking about the people who were there at that specific moment. Of course, they are nothing but old, you know, you know what I'm saying, marriage guys out here anyways. She said, all the old teachers just go on to teach grammar. I remember I was teaching an advanced student from Thomasite University. She had perfect English. And she was telling me that there was a guy named Peter. Peter had a mental disorder, I think. I think he was depressed. Uh, and then he ended up quitting and everything. And then he sacked the company out of 300000 bought, which is like 10000 US dollars, because they fired him one week before because he was telling all of his students how bad the staff were. And so why am I telling you this right now is because that same teacher actually taught that Thomasat student after I taught her for just one day. And she said, that's the most closed-minded individual I've ever met. He was teaching us beginner stuff. How are we supposed to learn with him? And they complain. And I was like, yeah, now you understand. A lot of these guys out here are not here to talk to you. They're here to teach whatever's in a book. They are not teachers. So that's when the lady approached me and said, hey, can you create a course? And so I did. Now, yeah, now, of course, I was only paid and remunerated $200 for that course. That's all good. That's all fine. Now, I had to present that course in front of a very nasty lady. This nasty lady, I remember there was a picture that was taken outside of my job, New Education World. I put it out there. It doesn't really matter, but it's all good. And she said, out of all the teachers in that, in that photo, my Ugandan warrior, of course, the only African there, out of about 15 teachers, she's like, why would you put the black teacher in there? Why'd you put the black teacher in that photo? And here I am, sitting right in front of that vehement human being, presenting to her this closed-minded, arrogant, disgusted, racially infested, whatever you want to call this individual. 
She's completely blinded by the real reality out there. And here I am trying to persuade this disgusting individual that, hey, yeah, my course is big time, it is big money, and it will work. And I remember at the end, she's like, very good, asked some very difficult questions, all good, easy. But she's like, where do we get the teachers to teach that? And I'm like, you haven't hired any? She's like, oh, these teachers are too, you know, they're too arrogant and this and that. And I was like, that's probably why, because you want to hire them based on skin color. Hey, hey, I'm just keeping it real. If you were a little bit open-minded and got some guys in there with some class and some personality, it would be a hell of a lot different, wouldn't it? I'm just telling you. Guys, man, I ended up going on with that course, and that course is amassed probably 200000 U.S. dollars. How much was I paid for it? Only two hundred. Do I give a damn? Not a damn. But I realized how great I was at that time. You guys have heard this story before. Am I right? And so then it was. You know, we went on with it. And next thing you know, on April 17th, I'm sorry, right when I came back from the festival. I'm sorry, right when I came back from America, I met with this guy, the new coordinator. His name was Harry. Harry always had a hidden agenda. I never trusted that guy because I know he's one of those people who would say, hey, how's everything going? I go right behind your back. I don't think he could do this. I don't think he could write. He writes very ugly. He's the type of person that does that. And now he's the boss. Now, again, him being a very disgruntled old, you know, wife tourist from England, I knew what I was up against. And throughout that entire year, I saw my workload decrease. Because he thought the ability, he had preconceived notions about me. He said, oh, I don't think you could do this. I don't think you could do that. I don't think you could do this. And now all those things he said I couldn't do, I'm now doing and I'm going to sell online. for, And it's probably going to amass maybe a half million to a million dollars. This is how it works. When they say you can't do it, that means they are scared and that you should, you should absolutely do it. That's your number one right there. So whoever says... They can't, or whoever says you can't, please do it at an even more rapid pace. Now, what ended up happening, he wanted to, like, uh, he wanted to condense all the classes. Now, if you condense the classes, that means there's going to be very little pay for, of course, all the rest of the teachers. Because there won't be that many classes available. He was like, oh, well, maybe we should shorten this, maybe we should shorten that. And I remember one time he said he did not like the conversation course. My conversation course I created, obviously because he felt that I was, again, I I mean, listen, I was just too fucking good for that place. At the end of 2015, beginning of 2016, I should have hurried up and left. Because if I created a course that amassed this X amount of money, what the hell am I still doing there? Why? Because I was complacent. Because I was scared. I was scared to jump into the unknown. I was scared to try to get another job. You see what I'm saying? Man, I'm telling you. Right after that, it was a little bit more interesting because I saw my workload go down. So many other things went down. And the marketing director, he was like, oh, well, this is an academic place. Why do we need – we don't need conversation, this and that. And I'm like, motherfucker, you want money, right? You're tied, right? You want that money. You want that cash money. You want that money flow, that cash flow, right? And then he ended up being proven wrong because he, again, did not believe that I could do that. And then again, the other guy, he ended up forcing me out. But at the end of the day, guys, what I'm trying to say here is, is that how does that type of ego invested attitude affect your ability on how to relate to those people? Now, because I know while I was telling that story, it kind of fit the description 
in terms of your life too, right? A lot of people out there that you try dealing with on a daily basis and they're just like, no, 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 no. Am I right? And so how do you do that? How do you deal with that type of egoism? Me, I ended up just leaving. I said, you know what? There's nothing else I could do. That's when I dropped out of the whiny bitch party. Okay, and this whiny bitch party was basically a bunch of 45, 45 to 75-year-old white guys from England who have complained about everything day and night. They've come out here for all the wrong, for sex and for wives. Okay, just keeping it real. I dropped out of that party. And you know what? I ended up being the talk of the town. Everyone hated me. Why? Oh, AJ thinks he's so good. He's this. He's that. He's loud. He's this. He's that. And you know what? AJ is going to be more successful than you could ever imagine. I'll never go back and put it in their face. No, 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 no. Uh Uh-uh. You already knew how great I was. You already knew. That's why they were so scared. That's why they were talking about me. That's why they were chirping about me. See, guys, when people are chirping about you and talking about you and all those other great and crazy-ass things, it's because they are scared at how great you are. Honestly, I didn't know that. I didn't know that at that time. Hell, I was, what was that, three years ago? I think I was still a kid, 20, you know, compared to who I am today. And so I want you guys to ask, I want you guys to ask yourself this. We, I got a couple of bullet points, and then I got this. Openness. Openness, being open. Now, I've worked with people who weren't open. That lady who said, why'd you put the black t-shirt in the, in the picture? She's, <laughs> she's like... In the Stone Age, right? The other guy who wasn't open to this and, you know, open to ideas, ain't going to work. It's vital to integrity, right? But when you're dealing with people who aren't open, as I just discussed in that entire first paragraph, it's tough, isn't it? See, guys, it takes both humility and courage. See, because humility to acknowledge that there are principles out there that we may not be currently, you know, aware of. Encouraged to follow them once you discover them. See, throughout history, most paradigm shifts, I'm talking about right here in your mind, in science have shifts from traditional thinking. Shifts. And you know what? Those shifts that took that type of humility and courage to say, you know what? I don't think this is going to hurt, you know, work anymore. I'm going to do this. We're going to go along with this. And that's why so many Nobel Peace Prizes were distributed. Why? Because those paradigm shifts. I want you to ask yourself, and then I want you to ask yourself in terms of other people who have been through these things and whatnot. Do you believe that the way you see the world is totally accurate and complete? Now, me, of course not. Absolutely not. The way I see the world could be very, very wrong. Right? Of course, I already had those blueprints since I was a kid. You know, my mom started bringing up the whole white, 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 white thing when I was younger. And you guys kind of just, uh, to a certain extent, I still see it today. It's kind of like when my student comes in, they're like, oh, I like white guys, white guys, white guys. And I'm like, dude, now why don't you like black guys? Because I think they're bad. And I'm like, okay, what about what all the white guys did in Vietnam War, Japanese War, this war, that war, this war, that war, this war, that war. They got nothing else to say. Just saying. But the way I see the world is not good. And I've acknowledged that. See, getting in those, you know, those, you know, those firebacks and those conversations with other individuals, it's going to lead to nothing. Am I willing to listen and consider new viewpoints and ideas? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why? Because one, I know that all people aren't bad. See, once you get over that thought or that mental hurdle, you're on your way. But you need to ask yourself this question. The next one, do you seriously consider different points of view from a boss 
a direct report, team member, spouse, brother, child, friend, what a family member, whatever you want to call it. Are you willing to be influenced by them? Do you believe that there may be principles that you have not yet discovered? Are you determined to live in harmony with those principles? Even if it means developing new thinking patterns and habits? Do you value and are you involved in continual learning? And that's probably the biggest one. It's called being coachable. Are you coachable? You're listening to my podcast. Are you listening to what I got to say? Now, all the bullshit that I talked about, yeah, the, the white, there's a, that, 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 that's all trash. That's all circle of concern. I'm talking about what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about what I'm talking about right now. Are you open to establishing yourself and learning about new things, viewpoints, cultures, and everything? Or is your spiritual or is your religious upbringing hindering that? Think about it. And those are some three things. Those are the three accelerators. Those are the three accelerators. The keeping the commitment, standing for something, and being open. This is going to help you increase your integrity. Core number one. I put all the links in the blog, guys. And that is the end of core number one. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. You can look over all the notes again on the com, And you'll be able to, again, make some... References or whatever it is you need to to understand and try to put these into work because that's what my goal is, is to give you guys actionable steps. So, guys, stay tuned for the next podcast. Of course, that's coming up Monday, which is, I think, if I'm not mistaken, New Year's Eve, which is going to be very, very uh, interesting. But, however, got myself a podcast interviewee coming up on Saturday and possibly on Sunday. So stay tuned for more. We're going to top the year off very, very fashionably. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.